It's another edition of Mundial Daily here in the Mexican Soccer Show. I'm Luis Vasquez. Amy Lopez next to us. Leaving Lusail Stadium after Brazil versus Serbia. And it just got me thinking, like, why can't we score goals? <laughs> I mean, look at the beautiful goal and, like, the build-up play. And every time I watch another team that's not Mexico, I'm like, why aren't we doing that? You said the same thing during the Spain game, too. Well, I mean... You would have Costa Rica who was just kind of playing back, waiting for Spain, and Spain was ever just sliced through Costa Rica like a butter knife on butter. And Serbia also kind of played similar to, who was it, Poland? No, not Poland. Not Poland. The other team, the one that played against See, the this U.S. Was, this is what happened. <laughs> Wales? Wales. This is what happens when you only have like three hours of sleep like randomly. and it was, I'm still jet lagged. But all right. Here's another edition. Um... We came to Lucero Stadium where Mexico is going to play Argentina on Saturday. Obviously, we come for the game, but mostly to scope out what, uh, you know, what direction and what's the craziness to try to get in. 88,000 people today, and it looks like it's going to be... Allegedly. Allegedly. 88,000 people, and it is madness trying to get in and out. When we try to get in, they left us like three miles away. Like the drop-offs are three miles away from the stadium, so there's a lot of walking. So, uh, but other than that, Lucelle Stadium, what do you think? Uh, pretty big, pretty cool. Uh, looks pretty sick, like spectacular from the outside. But yeah, no, I think, and we haven't really talked about it on this pod as we've been recording, right? But I think a lot of people have been mentioning it on the timeline and everything. I think in theory, the logistics of this World Cup should have been good, but because it does feel very rushed and very scrambled, it's been kind of chaotic, you know, Uber drivers not knowing where to drop us off, um, you know, them trying to do crowd control, but holding off thousands and thousands of people because they, I don't know, they didn't realize how many people were going to come to World like, Cup. It is organized, but they feel like they're thinking ahead of like, I don't know, just they close off entrances to, and you make you walk all the way along. And somehow it maybe it is organized, but... It just feels like it's a lot. Well, the theory of it is organized. I just don't think, like, you know, like, suddenly they're almost overwhelmed by how many people are in the places that they designated to be. So they try to, yeah, they try to do crowd control. And so then it does get overwhelming for them. So I think that that is something that a lot of people have been saying. You know, you had, uh, you know, almost 12 years to get ready for this. But even with, and I think that's what comes in, like, this is a, and I don't want to say... I mean, 12 years, yes, but if you think about it, even, even then it's not enough to prepare for hundreds of thousands of people to be in one city and have a World Cup. And it's like, I think that's what people were upset about. Like, why are you having it here when there's no infrastructure? Granted, everything is, looks amazing and it's working, and it's, but little logistical things like today, you know, I had to really, really tell this person that I'm, I was hurt. My foot was hurt in order for us to use the elevator. Like, I had to get mad and be like, look at my pictures. There was a person that was trying to get in the, in the elevator. They're like, nope. You have to walk up seven stories to try to get to the top of Lucille Stadium. Yeah, I think it's, it's those little details, you know, like the, the, the elevator's not visible, which in a way, I guess I understand, but then it goes back to, right, they don't want everybody trying to take the elevator, so they kind of lie. Like, they literally, they literally told there's no elevator. Yeah, they, then, I asked, is there an elevator? Nope. And I saw this little room that looks like a fire exit, and I'm like, that's an elevator. 
Yeah, so it's just those little things, you know, and then, like, they, they're very insistent on you going one particular way, and, uh, you know, even though it's kind of a mess, and it's like, I feel, you know, like, yeah, I get it, they, uh, maybe there's one thing to anticipate, but it's another thing to actually live the reality of so many people being in one place, but I think there is where, okay, then you have three exits, or you have three places, so that you are prepared for those things, but, um, you know, it's just the reality of what we face over here. And ha- we have faced. I think we've kind of broken it down, you know, for the past couple games that we've gone to where we either leave just a tiny bit early, and I think other fans have also noticed that, or we kind of stick around just a little bit later so that it's not over. We get it. I mean, I've been to a lot of sporting events. It's craziness trying to get out of the Rose Bowl. Yes. Like, I, like, I'm not saying that, oh, it only happens here. But I think it's, like, we know why we're getting out of the Rose Bowl. There's two exits. It's an old stadium. Yeah. It's in the middle of, like, you got to go in the valley, all those houses. Like, we know and expect. L.A., you live in L.A. You know that if you're going to go to the Coliseum, it's madness in and out. Like, I'm not complaining. But it's the fact that it was, it was built just for the World Cup, and somebody went, you know what, we'll just have 70,000 people go walk up seven flights of stairs. <laughs> And then we'll or figure have, it out. Or have them all go in one direction. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just all of those little things. Like little things that just kind of go. Yeah, and I think I do think that there's a level of, of privilege too, right? Because the security we deal with in, in the U.S. at Mexican matches or even other sporting events, right? There is an understanding for those employees to know where to send everybody. We oh, yeah. faced a lot of headaches where the employees and I, and I wrote about it. You know that it's not their fault. We understand the underlying tones of how they're volunteering, how they're working, the conditions and all that, but a lot of them don't know. And it kind of adds to the frustration, even though technically, you know, as employees, it's not their fault. They're obviously answering for other people, but it does get frustrating a lot of the time. And I think that's creating a lot of tension when you're getting out of a stadium or you're just trying to go go and enjoy a soccer game. You know, for us, a drop-off in front of the stadium seems ideal, but yet they, because a a lot of the Uber drivers don't know where they're going or how they're supposed to drop us off, end up leaving us like three miles away from the stadium. Right now, we're outside Lusail City. We're downtown Lusail City, which is, again, where the stadium is at, so it gets a little bit loud. Everybody is trying to, I think we're going to the metro, but it's, like I said, it's, it looks like a brand new city. It looks like, think of like if you ever go to Vegas and the brand new ho- uh, hotels, and that's what it looks like. Um... And we're, we're giving little nuggets of how everything is. I think people wanted to know a little bit about that. Uh, food-wise in the stadium, it's non-existent. Another, another, you know, I think another dysfunction or another, you know, kind of malfunction of this World Cup is, like, they don't anticipate how many people are going to be consuming food. So, like, if you don't get to the concession stands by, like, I don't know, the 25th. We were there at halftime. There's no more food. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no hot dogs. There's sometimes... Um, no hamburger, no beef burgers. Like they're called here, the concession stands. Like it's it's a lot, just not working. But at this point, we're kind of used to it, and a lot of people just kind of turn into a joke. Like nope, don't even bother to try to go. You know, at like the 40th minute or something, because they're just you can get water, and that's basically it. Water at which is still expensive water. So like a lot of little logistical problems, and a lot of people are like, you know, what do you expect? Of course, but I mean. People are coming over here, but we'll see. Uh, regarding Mexico and Argentina, which is why we have these Mundial Dele, a lot of people are, are a little bit worried about the fan bases. We've seen a couple fights here and there, 
but I, you know, I tell everybody that there's more Mexicans here than in any other World Cup. Like we're everywhere, and the stadium's 88,000, and it's gonna be crazy. And I think people are a little worried about the Argentinian fan base, Mexico's fan base. If Mexico wins, like antagonizing Argentina, like it's gonna, like, I think it's gonna get a little crazy. So we'll see. But uh, tomorrow we'll we'll do a, a preview regarding the game. Cesar is going to go to the pra- or trying to go to one of the practices, which is super far away and making the trek. He said he was. I don't know if he actually will be. But but yeah. Any other last thoughts? Uh, actually, it's been a discourse a lot on the timeline. This is the world, or I mean, compared to last World Cup, we've had a large amount of draws so far. What are your thoughts on that? Is there? I know I've seen draws, but. 2018 there was only one if i remember correctly and now we've had let's see just today but look at argentina losing germany losing you know like it's kind of like we're getting these huge upsets like you know i'm not saying you know serbia kept brazil at zeros until the second half so although there might be draws we're still getting these great games I just thought, I thought it was an interesting note. I mean, it's been it's been fun. It's been fun so far in terms of the games. Obviously, we've had a lot of different issues like we just mentioned. But, um, I mean, I don't mind the draws either. I think it's interesting to see certain people, right, holding a draw against some top teams. And then the U.S.-Wales game was a great game. It was. It was. And it ended up being in a 1-1 draw. Uh, was it maybe the 0-0s? There's more draws. No. It was a 0-0. 0-0, 1-0-0 in the last World Cup. We already have so many. Yeah, we have a lot. Yeah, I mean Mexico versus Poland, also a good game. I mean Mexico could have scored, but it ends up a zero-zero draw, a draw with the PK block. So yeah, I mean I guess I guess I haven't mind, minded it that much. All right, quick Mundial Daily. Well, it is almost 1 a.m. here. Everybody's still out. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If you're listening, still on Thursdays. Have fun shopping on Friday. Tomorrow we get to see, uh, at least get to go to England versus U.S. And we'll see what happens there. U.S. definitely needs a win. We'll see what happens with the, with the group. But if, if U.S. loses, they'll only have one point. England will have six and already qualified. Wales and Iran will be playing. If Wales win, it'll have four. And then it comes to points of what happens in that third game. So... Crazy craziness. Kind of what happen- will be happening with Argentina and Mexico. All right. This is Wiso and Amy from Lusail City here in downtown Lusail, outside of Lusail Stadium. Another edition of Mundial Daily. Hasta la próxima.